Good morning, listeners. It's Tuesday and it's May. And of course, Tuesday is Socialist Tuesday. And we have again with us the Australian editor of Socialist, Chloe Reid. How are you, Chloe? I'm great, thank you, Maria. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I can't believe it's May already. Time just flies, even in social isolation. It does. This week, what is happening in the world of socialists? So quite a lot. As I talked about last week, we've decided to make May almost like a recap month, but without it just being a true recap. So revisiting previous theme months, trying to make the posts a little bit of a different take on looking back on a theme month. So some of them will literally look back on a theme month. Some of them might update where we've been since we did that theme month. And then some of them might be just kind of a new take within the within the kind of theme itself, right? Yeah. So we announced that Friday and already on Instagram there's a few people saying oh this is great because I started a project in one of your theme months and I never finished it so now I can go back and still post it with the hashtag which is fantastic. It's lovely. It is and of course it's May oh my god so Me Made May are you doing it? Yes doing Me Made May 2020. I wasn't sure because I realised that in this world of isolation my Me Made May every day would be like four or five days of the same outfit and then another four or five days of a different outfit so I still haven't quite decided what I'm going to do there and I think the good thing with me made me it's the light version this year yeah you do it as you please yeah that's lovely I really liked Gillian our founder posted a thing about how about four or five years ago now she did a theme where she did different designers from different countries so she did a week of Canadian patterns a week of European patterns a week of American patterns or something I really liked that take on it I think she's going to do something similar maybe Canadian this time oh that'd be really good to see so we've kicked off with our first post on Monday so yesterday evening which was for me and I was talking about so stripes month which is one of my favorite theme months stripes and so the question I asked in that post was whether stripes are actually the most versatile print oh (laughs) Yes, I can see your face. You're like, really? Interesting. It's an interesting take. Well, my take on it is you can make stripes into other stuff, whereas actually a floral is kind of a floral, no matter kind of how you piece it. Whereas because stripes have such a strong direction, you can cut them up and re-piece them into chevrons or into squares or cross hatches or whatever. And also you can easily make a striped fabric from other fabrics with by just sewing it together whereas if you wanted to make a spotty fabric or a floral or something like that then you would actually have to do like applique or you know something quite elaborate to get there so my take is that actually stripey fabric is much more versatile than you first think when you think about stripes so it's thinking outside the square <laughs> yes that's right. sorry bad joke <laughs> we'll reel that one in that's all right so yeah that was our first post but that's kind of an example of the things that we're going to explore just fairly light-hearted but you know a different take or a different kind of thought about the theme month as it was so the one we've got coming out tomorrow is from amanda and she's going to recap so over under which was the outerwear underwear month that we did fairly recently okay i know Um, a lot of people struggle with sewing underwear yes so she's her take on it was just to do a bit of a kind of rundown of the patterns that have been released you know popular patterns that have been released in each category since the theme month i have to say that when we announced that theme month i was like i've been putting sewing underwear on my list every year for 10 years it was on my make nine last year it's on my make nine this year and i still have not sewn a bra (laughs) any underwear at all i've halfway through cutting out a swimsuit 
but it's this thing that I really want to do and never do and I don't know why so perhaps I should use May as an excuse to do some underwear I think you're probably in good company because I hear that a lot from people well the funny thing is people say it is a bit different like the way that you think about it is a bit different but that once you do it they're actually really quick because they're smaller right right that people find something that they like and then suddenly the world's your oyster because small amounts of fabric so you can use the leftover fabric from something else or you can use really expensive fabric and it's not quite so much of a cost because you only need a small amount of it exactly i still haven't done it for some reason and then on friday we've got an amazing post from martha she's gary child on instagram okay she was one of our temporary editors a few ago and most of the posts she's talking about sewing for carnival which is in trinidad and so you can imagine the kind of riot of color and martha is amazing at that anyway right like she just she just has a a sense of style and pattern that is just wonderful but towards the end of that post she talks about how she realized i think because she, she was sewing for carnival and she was posting about it when she was there she realized she'd been shadow banned oh yeah and so she obviously doesn't know why because that's kind of how it works but as i understand it largely from her post shadow banning is when something happens in Instagram where you're not blocked or your account isn't disabled but posts that you put up on Instagram are only seen by your followers and they're not shown to the broader public. If I don't follow you and you put up a post that is you know socialists so stripes or whatever hmm. I wouldn't see your post when I search for the hashtag. Oh okay. So I didn't know a lot about it, like I've heard of it, but I hadn't really dug into what it was. But obviously there's something in the algorithm that decides either that you're posting things that are maybe inappropriate. It could be that someone complains about your post and it's not enough to kind of take the post down or to kind of ban your account, but it is enough to get you shadow banned, which is a really kind of sinister thing, right? Because Especially if you don't know about it, yeah. So if it's about inappropriateness, then you would think that Instagram needs to say, we're actually kind of restricting your account for a period of time for these reasons. If they don't tell you, then you can never do anything about it, right? Assuming you you want to. I mean, if you're talking about carnival and the way that people dress and the Mm -hmm. sort of images, that's all in context of that particular event and of that culture. Yeah, that's right. How would you think that that would be the criteria of being shadow banned. Yeah. She says in the post, she literally doesn't know why. And that also some of her kind of more general sewing posts appear to also have been impacted by this. So I think it's left her feeling obviously very upset and a bit kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth when something like that happens, I think. You would have no idea. And then you wouldn't know how to fix it either. That's right. And I don't think they respond, particularly when you contact them and say, there's something off here. Can you help me? Oh, be good to see yeah, her yeah. post. Fascinating post, but it just it just kind of got me thinking about, you know, all of the social media stuff about adverts and being able to pay to promote posts. And it's kind of the antithesis of what socialist is about, right? Is you don't have to have a million followers or like to have paid for something to be part of the sewing community. It's one of the nice things about the sewing community is that it's a pretty open place. And so, yeah, it felt particularly challenging that you don't know why you don't get to fix it and someone somewhere has decided what those criteria are and those criteria aren't even known either at a sort of general level so Mm. so yeah that's an interesting friday read i'll look forward to reading it on friday that's for sure and so what we try and do in normal theme months is have kind of monday and wednesday as theme content yeah and then friday 
is usually something else just to break the you know you can have too much denim or too many stripes maybe i'm not sure about that no, but you can. <laughs> um and so martha's post isn't theme month related i'm not sure how many friday posts we will go with theme months on because they're all a bit different so it feels yeah. like get you know more of that and then on Monday, Amelia, who's one of our current temporary editors, is going to do the menswear. Remember we had did menswear for Yeah, everybody? yeah, yeah, I saw that. So she's going to do a recap or something on that. I'm not sure if we've quite, if she's quite finished, so we'll look forward to seeing her take on that. It's always good to see someone who sews for themselves, that they do sew for the family, but when they actually sew for their husbands, and I know that um, Andrea Fabric Epiphany, she's just made jeans for her husband. That really blew me away. But I'm sure that, you know, women say for men and men say for men, it'd yep. be a really good read. Well, yeah, and our take, well, for the theme month was menswear for everyone. So there was a lot of people sewing for partners or brothers or sons or whatever. But there was also a lot of people who, because menswear is often associated with that kind of more tailored yes, uh, yeah. in their patterns, you know, like waistcoats and things. Yeah, I'm not sure which direction she's going in, but it'll be good to see. It will be. So funny you mentioned jeans. I'm just making a pair for my husband too at the same time as I'm making a pair for me. Ah, yeah. I think you mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's one of those processes that you get lots of, it seems complicated, but actually you get a lot of good feedback, right? Because you do yeah. a lot of positive reinforcement because you do the pockets first, usually the back pockets. And that instantly looks like a pair of jeans once you've done them and stitched a design on the back of them. So you get this kind of really good encouragement as you go. So I'm nearly finished his jeans and then back to mine. Awesome. So will they be matching? Um, no, they're different denim. Yeah. I've decided pink top stitching and he chose green. So they Probably. weren't particularly similar, but. <laughs> oh, good on you. What are you sewing at the moment? At the moment, I'm doing a long sleeve top in a viscose. Nice. Because Winter in, in Australia can be really cold. And, and I just don't understand why I don't have tops that are made out of woven fabric. So this is the path I'm taking at the moment. Great. That's cool. I'm yeah. It. It's got cold here. Yeah, it has. Yeah, that's what it's like in the Southern Hemisphere, listeners. It gets cold. When the Northern Hemisphere gets spring, we get autumn. That's right. Mm. So that's it from us this week. Looking forward to exploring more of the theme months as we head through May. Thank you so much again, Chloe, for coming on to Sew Organised Style's daily series for the socialists or people who are interested in what's happening in the socialist world. No problem. Thanks okay. for having me. Thank you too. Have a yeah. good day, listeners. Bye. Bye.